You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon. And Jasper, who's a dog. Isn't it nice? Isn't it grand? That we should meet face to face with me on the ground and you in midair. Send in the clowns. There ought to be clowns. I'm the Joker, baby! <laughs> Welcome to the 50th episode spectacular of Podzilla King of the Casters. I am your host, N.B. Nightingale. And I'm the other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper got spooked by a coyote, uh, so he's been weird all day. I'd be a little spooked by a coyote, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's normal, no matter what species you are. Uh, and who knows what species Jasper is? Ooh. Well, we do know he's a dog. Do we? That we know of. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He does, like, hit up the bars, to, uh, try and, like, really get in women's pants. He is quite the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so uh, here we are on a big episode 50. Yeah. Because we've been building towards this for a while now to review Destroy All Monsters from 1969. Yeah. Like, the big, big 50, and lots of, uh, lots of kaijus in this one. 11 in total. Yes, but also possibly the least kaiju screen time? I don't think the least, but not as much as some of the other ones. Yeah. It's... We will discuss our feelings briefly on Destroy All Monsters. Yes, so, you know, it was our big episode 50 leading up to this, and going into this movie, I wasn't expecting it to be like, oh, this is the best one. Like, you know, a beer is always high up there in our hearts. And um, I just expected it to be... Wait, for our 50th spectacular... I'm gonna pop this bottle of champagne real quick. Pop. <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, pour us some glasses. Oh fuck, I dropped my glass. I better call my phone. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, it's a rotary, actually. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> So going into this, I was very much expecting, like, okay, there'd be some... I just wanted to see lots of kaiju stuff. Because so... You know, this has the most kaijus in the Showa era at once. So I was fully, like, just wanted to see those guys do some stuff. And I saw a good amount of those guys doing them stuff, but I, I do think there was a little less kaiju stuff than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. The stuff that's there is really fun and great, but I wish there was more. That's quite my whole thing. I think this is definitely... I think this is... Probably around um, Invasion of Astro Monster for me. Probably around there in terms of like how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I, I like these kind of more weird out there things. Like apparently, I don't think it ever says it in the movie. It doesn't say much, but this takes place in 1999. <laughs> oh, shit. So like the future. 
future. Exactly. Future. So it takes place there. But um, I I like the ones that are a little more out there, a little more sci-fi, and I love me I love me some good uh. <laughs> Some good uh, costume design yeah. <laughs> of the, the Lego astronaut people. <laughs> they looked like minions. Each and every one of them looked like a minion. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty accurate. Yeah. Pretty accurate about that. Tall minions. Tall minions. Oh, God, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Min what, minions but with human-sized proportions? Banana. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one like six five? <laughs> Fucking walking into the room, barely able to fit through the door because of their muscles. Banana. My goodness. Eva so, Banana potato. <laughs> so those are my thoughts about it. Is I think the effects were very good. I think it was a step up from a some of the other Showa era kaiju things in terms of production quality and just seeing seven kaijus on the screen at the same time was just really fun and cool. But um, I had a good time with this, but I do I did slack off a bit in the second act <laughs> with it. Yeah. So I'm wondering your thoughts because I think you had a good amount to say about it. I find this movie... I enjoyed it. I will say I enjoyed it. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. But I found this movie on a filmmaking level nonsensical. Because every chance they had to do a to do a cooler thing, they did not take. We're going to talk about that when we get to our break by, breakdown scene by scene. But I think it's... I, it just... I... I don't get why they used the money the way that they did in this movie. I had actively, while we were watching, it came up with, like, three genius ideas for how they could take it, and they yeah. just didn't do those. Yeah. But I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if they did blank? And they ended up doing the more boring one of that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, I think this wasn't like, oh, no, like, this isn't a bad movie or anything. <laughs> I saw the good time. Um... I'm just more glad that as the 50th, you know, there's lots of kaijus and fun stuff going on. But. Yeah, there are uh, 11 kaiju in this film. There are. Well, pretty much 10. The fire dragon. Oh, we'll I wasn't counting that. the fire dragon. Okay, so let's do, <laughs> let's do, let's do the, the countdown of the kaiju. Because we don't really have a what that monster do. All of these are reused designs. Most of them are reused uh, suits, too. Yeah. I will say, um, for we'll we'll work our way down the monsters. If there's anything like too add, I'll do it. So let's work our way through. So obviously, okay. So we're gonna go best to worst. Oh, in terms of who shows up, number one, one. Manila. <laughs> ah, he's so big in this. He, it, my boy's growing. I just want to tossle his hair and be like, yo, who's a big growing boy? Who's been so, drinking their milk and eating their Wheaties? He's so, like, he's like a third, like, he's wearing, like, Godzilla's knee level now. Or, like, around his thigh level. Yeah, He's, like, yeah. a third-ish the size of Godzilla now. Yeah. Well, in his first appearance, he was the size of a human child. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gotten a good amount bigger. But he's got the, um... Yeah, how he's... So, Man <laughs> Manila's not the best. <laughs> he is. No, he's not. He is... Okay, he gives one move in the fight. 
He does. <laughs> and you know what? It's a killer move. <laughs> he, he, Manila's moves, they may not be much, but it's like The Strokes, a band that doesn't release an album every year. It waits a while, and when it does release that album, it's all killer, no filler. <laughs> so Manila saying, is all killer, no filler. So, so you, what are you saying is Manila only killing blows? Yeah. <laughs> They'll charge up for a while, but it's gonna be a killing blow. Yeah, that's the the action. Actually, you would have been very surprised without Manila. Ghidorah was going to go into a second win. That fight was going to take 30 more minutes. But Manila was just like, boom. No. We'll go into Manila first. Manila's there. He's got his ring attack still. So Manila Um, does hardly show up. Most of the monsters hardly have screen time in this. I think the most screen time is probably Godzilla. Followed by, surprisingly, I would say, Manda. Yeah, Manda. Yeah, we'll go into Manda. Yeah, next. yeah, but yeah. So, so uh, Manda's next. But yeah, so Manila, Manila's, Manila shows up by being on a screen as one as in the middle as one of the monitored <laughs> monsters, like the main monster, in on the monitors on like Monster Island in their control monitoring them section. Yeah, sorry, folks, allergies. And then, and then. When monsters start to uh, escape, he is not seen until the end. Until the final fight, <laughs> where he's the first monster to show up at the call to yeah. save the world. Yep. So we got the Manila. We got Be- Manda. You know. You know. Showing up as the f- even if he's not the most useful in battle, our short little king showing up to to save the world <laughs> to the final fight. Giving big Lord of the Rings energy. <laughs> I got this! Woo! Is you saying Manila Just, is the Hobbit? Yeah. <laughs> my friend, you bow to no one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Everyone so, takes a knee for Manila. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about Manda next. Because, yeah, Manda, I think I predicted, I said Manda will be at least two scenes. Biggest upgrade. Biggest upgrade. Both um so Manda is in more of this movie and a much better design. It's not like a like a little yeah. paper marionette puppet anymore. It's still a puppet, but it's a much better looking puppet. Yeah, and they, they figured out a lot better how to work him. Cause like we get to see him like wrap himself around like a train bridge. And then like just crush it and destroy it and Yeah, and Manda's very funny. And it's not like when he wrapped around the submarine in Atragon, it was like it was cut to all hell that scene. So like you just saw an individual piece moving a bit, then you saw the final position, and and then he dies. This, in, like, a but this it just holds with him like rapping, and then like tightening his grip, and it's yeah. it's great. It's a fun part. So he shows up a good amount in this, and then uh, Godzilla, of course, he's still there. Um, apparently we're at three then. We're at Godzilla. He shows up, of course. Same look as before. Good look. Good looking, uh, more friendly Godzilla, and then we have uh, oh, we have our the movie's MVP fight wise, Angiris. Yeah, Angiris. Angiris gives like half the fight. Yeah, Angiris about looking you know, looks the same from their appearance last time in the series. I think in the Ghidorah first Ghidorah movie. No, the Invasion of Astro Monster. 
think he's in that. No, I think no. this is the first time he shows up again post raids again. Actually, I think you may be right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So he shows up. So he's he's a fun looking. You know, he's got his design. We've already seen in the later movies. <laughs> good looking guy. He's uh he's in a good amount of it. He's a catch. He's a catch. He shows up <laughs> a few times, and then we got Civil War. We got four. We're at four. Yeah, we're at four. Okay, so then uh, Baragon shows up. Twice. Oh, okay, so Baragon short cameo. Not yeah, much. Baragon shows up to the final fight. Then it's not seen at all during the final fight. Then gets a shot uh, for literally two shots of the movie. Then yep. gets a shot when they're doing like a wrap up, showing all the monsters happily on Monster Island. So yeah. Those are his two appearances. Yep. So we got Baragon, and we got um, Rodan, obviously. He yeah, Rodan, Rodan gets some time. He gets some time. He gets like a, you know, a Godzilla-ish length of time. He shows yeah. up. Yeah. And then we have... Uh, <laughs> Mothra. Mothra. Who stays larva. in the larva stage the whole movie. It's kind of interesting. It seems... If it isn't me, there's a lot... In a lot of media with Mothra in it, it's always the baby first, right? Yeah. It seems like it's often a character arc within Mothra in the movie about them becoming the adult. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think there's many where they just start off as adults. There's not too many of them. So we got that. So we have Mothra. We have King Ghidorah. Yeah, King Ghidorah shows up. Pretty the... heavily in the final fight. Yeah, he is the one opponent in the He's final one, fight. Him versus everybody else. And, um, and the bad guys are like... He's no, your monsters are no match for King Ghidorah. And it's like, my guys, we've had two of these movies already. Uh, he, he's he been pummeled by like two monsters each There's time. seven. Okay, so we're at nine. Are we at nine? I think. What do we think? Manila. Yep. Uh, Manda. Manda. Godzilla. Godzilla. Mothra. Moth Rodan. Rodan. Uh. Bat Baragon and Baragon Kumanga Kumanga shows okay, up. Okay, yeah, Kumanga does show up. Big spider. <laughs> we thought it was mo most of the scenes were probably recorded separately, but there is one shot where they're all together. Yeah. So Kumanga's there. <laughs> um, what Gorosaurus? Gorosaurus. Gorosaurus is he more heavy in this movie than I thought he was gonna be. Yeah, he gets. Like he's more uh, heavy so than some of the regulars. He's heavily featured on the uh, on Monster Island before they all escape. He destroys the Arc de Triomphe, <laughs> yeah. and then he and then he shows up for that final, final fight. fight. He does, you know, he kicks Ghidorah in the back with like yeah. a, like a kickflip looking thing. So that's nine. I think that's eight. Is that nine? I'm pretty sure that was nine. Okay. And then so then, ten is. Unnamed in the movie. Varan, baby! Who shows up again for two shots. He flies in for the final fight, does nothing, and then <laughs> we get a shot of him on Monster Island. <laughs> where it holds on him, and then he just flies away again. His name is not listed. Yeah. You don't know what this guy is. And I think that's all the monsters. I mean, there's the fire dragon, but that turns out not to be a kaiju in one of yeah. the 
most disappointing moves of the movie. Yeah, so there was ten of that movie, and yeah, Veron, Veron is literally a cameo, like a visual cameo, not even like a, a narrative yeah. cameo. Yeah. But Veron's there, so I was having a good time seeing all these kaijus bouncing around doing their thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's about you know that's what the kaijus are. Now we could probably give a fairly quick summary of the plot. There's not that much. Alright, so folks, I found a couple interesting effect things. Yeah, we now. had to take a quick pause, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so get this. So Amanda, in this movie, it's the same body, but it's a new head. Ooh. That's the big difference about it. why okay. it looks so much better, because get this, apparently, they were concerned about the old Amanda's head looking too much like King Ghidorah. Okay. With the horns? Yeah. So they gave a new head to him, and it looks a lot better. It does. And um, because of that, it, it's a better looking monster. Yeah. And there, one thing I was I was thinking about, in one point in the movie, in France, I think it's France, uh, it's Gorosaurus t- like basically comes out of the ground yeah. and just starts attacking. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be Baragon. <laughs> that makes more sense. That- <laughs> The one that digs should probably yeah. have been there. So the whole thing was apparently it was due to like some like suit licensing error where they were tr- they were um I guess Baragon was supposed was like at the time something about it was like it was being loaned to like uh like one another movie or something. Yeah. It was loaned for some other thing that wasn't related to Godzilla, so they couldn't get the suit. <laughs> so they're just like, nah, he could do it. <laughs> so that's why he does it in the final movie. He's the one that makes the least sense. I know. <laughs> it's the whole time, isn't it? It's really funny. I think God would. Okay. Oh, I... you know what's really sad? What? Originally, there were plans to have two more monsters in this movie, and one of them was Abira. So oh, close. Oh, my baby. No. Yeah. Why'd they cut a beer? <laughs> Varon needed to make the cut. Yeah, get out of here, Varon. That my... one is... I don't know. I think Ishihara Honda must, for some reason, have a very large affinity for his Varon movie. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think why he would include Varon. And not... Because I don't think he did a beer, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, um... Favoritism. He's like, I right, know, get the lobster out of here. But the lobster's great. So there's a, f- yeah, there's a few fun things like that I found about it. And then, uh, I mean, it's weird. If you notice this movie, they didn't call it Monster Island, they call it Monster Land. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a weird error thing they did. Yeah. And then this was Mothra's and Rodan's final regular appearance in a Showa era film, and they wouldn't come back until the high's eye. Jeez. So. My goodness. That's why post this, uh, Angiris becomes such a sidekick character in in the back half showas. Yeah. Because for for whatever Relatively reason. Easy. <laughs> yeah. That one's just a guy in a suit. Not no yeah. flying. Oh, for And they also this was uh until F- Godzilla Final Wars. This was the most kaiju's in one film. And apparently it was one of the most expensive Japanese movies at the time ever. Because oh. it was three times the budget. Yeah, okay. Which makes sense because there's a lot of stuff they in were, this movie. They were not using that money wisely, <laughs> I would say. Alright, so speaking of that, let's start getting into the plot of this. Okay, so, so the plot of this 
starts off really strong and interesting. Where we're getting a breakdown of... Uh, so that's a th- thing that the movie kind of drops halfway through. is The movie has a weird, like, big short-style narrator <laughs> who's explaining to us how all of this stuff is working and doing, like, the thing where the screen will pause and he'll, like, draw, <laughs> draw arrows on the screen. Yeah, so he, yeah, he's breaking down, like, on Monster Island how they contain all the monsters there. Yeah. They have things in the ocean that spit out gas that keeps them, like, electrifies them. It's like electric fence. Yeah. They have these, like, magnetic pole things to keep Rodan and the flying ones from being too far out. Like, it's pretty well thought out about, like, how would you keep these creatures here? There's, like, a a research base on the island, like, in the mountain underground. They just kind of keep track of, like, like, a prison island, basically. It's such an interesting concept. Like, you see Rodan scoop a dolphin out. Oh my god, that's the best part, is Rodan's hunting for food, and they keep cutting to these dolphins, and I was like, is he, is he about to eat a dolphin like a seagull grabbing a, grabbing fish. a fish? And he, and he did! Immediately after, it was so good. Yeah. It was great. So but, that stuff was very Yeah, fun. that is really cool, and I wish more of the movie were about that. Yeah, because when I, like I said, there was multiple times during this movie I was like, there's this really interesting angle you could do on this, right? Yeah. It could be like, what, you know, what if one of them gets out, you know? So, like, I, if you're, like, it's a, it's a, make it a prison break. Yeah. Like, you have all of this setup of like the maximum security prison with like all this stuff. I wouldn't have even said a prison break. I would have said do a... Do a Jurassic Park or like an or an Abira style plot or a, you know something like that where it's maybe something goes wrong on the island and all these scientists are trying to escape it on this island filled with kaiju at every corner. It'd be great. You got yeah. Godzilla. You got like Baragon. You got all these spooky big kaiju yeah. guys. Because, like, you could have different scenes where, you know, Kamunga's in the cave, and they're like, yeah. uh-oh. Like, yeah. there's so much fun potential there with it. Yeah. And then, um, so we get that fun little sequence that's like, ooh, really interesting ideas. And then the gas comes in. And some aliens take over the base and mind control all the scientists. And the kaijus. Yeah. And then some, uh, some astronauts who were on a moon base doing... Stuff and things on the moon. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. they, dude, they thought they saw a kaiju out there, and yeah, they thought there was some that ever come? Is that that? What the, was the UFO? Oh, uh, that's the uh, the fire dragon. Or not even that, just the UFO, just like the flying saucer. Okay, yeah, because they were like, there's something mysterious, and we we're like, oh, that's you know Ghidorah, but it was just the UFO. Yeah. So they find like, what the heck is that? Yeah, and uh, so. So, yeah, they come back and they realize everyone's been mind controlled, and these aliens are t- are controlling the base, and then they just barely escape, and shortly and tell like the world or tell the uh, Japanese higher ups what's happening, and at that point, the aliens have turned the kaiju out onto the world to start attacking it and. Oh, we don't actually really get to see them destroy cities, not from Tokyo. We get, like, a few, like, 
shots. Yes, we get like Godzilla's going to New York City, and it's like this which cool shot of him going. No use of like any New York City iconography. It's just generic city, but not yeah. no Japanese. You know, no Japanese characters on it. He's got the wildest immigration route in the in this fucking because <laughs> he goes from Japan to New York City, and then the next time we hear about him, it's in the Pacific. It, which <laughs> New York City's on the Atlantic, so. This has led to the question, did Godzilla use the Panama Canal, or did he go around the horn like a man? <laughs> I think he'd just walk over the canal. Like, he would just get to the, the smallest area of land, just go, boop, 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 and just keep running. <laughs> yeah. So, like, imagine he just takes the longest route. He goes through fucking Kansas. <laughs> he goes through all of continental America. Like, oh, just, it's a road trip movie. A fucking, like... A Simon and Garfunkel song is playing. <laughs> Just miles oh, of weed and I wish I was homeward bound. <laughs> so Godzilla's in New York City. Um, Gorosaurus is in France. Yeah, I think. we get to see him briefly destroy the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, that's so really that's that's a cool just, shot. Yeah. But that's the only thing of destruction we get to see in depth. We get like a shot of like seven sc- uh, TV screens of them across the world destroying shit. Which is more than before. Because I remember in Astro Monster, it's a similar thing where it's like all oh, the monsters are attacking the world. Mm-hmm. But we don't see any of it. Yeah. <laughs> they just say it. So for me, that was like, oh boy, a treat. <laughs> like we get to see some of this. We don't really, because we don't... It's so we see much, something. It's so tiny. We see something of some but, of it. But yeah, so that's happening, and... Everywhere but Japan. They specifically yeah. say everywhere but Japan. Yeah, and then... So... So we're doing that, and they're like, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do? We gotta figure this stuff out, and like, the astronauts are like on a little covert mission to like, yeah. figure out what's going on. Yeah, the, the secret police. The secret police wearing brown shirts. <laughs> Poor choices all around. Poor color choices. Yeah. Uh, fun. I will say the fun costume design. I like how all the little engineers have like little red suits on, little yeah. caps. I, I like when the, I like when my co- my costume design is fun and colorful for these kind of <laughs> things. Yeah. Because so many of them, they're like business suits, reporter uniforms. It's like, okay. Give me the weird. God, we didn't skills. get any reporters in this trying to get their no. big scoop. The big scoop. We got yeah. a scoop. I don't know. But yeah, so then we get a long, long middle portion of no kaiju action whatsoever. I th- a missed opportunity. Because especially, you know, they take down the aliens on the on the moon and they, you know, they beat up the aliens with like their laser gun. On their the rocket ship, it's cool looking rocket ship. It's cool looking yeah. ship. So they like beat up the aliens on the moon, and they like it's a really. I thought it was a cool scene about them like taking the ray gun off of their like little little cart yeah. and like deassembling it and reassembling it to just hook up to a fucking car battery. Yeah. <laughs> so it could like melt that. Like that was cool. But what I what I thought would be like on top of that is show. They're, they're doing this because they want to destroy the, the mind control thing the, the monsters have. Yeah. Because at this point, the monsters have are done attacking cities around the world, and they're all going to Japan. Yeah. Because we find out the aliens have built a base under the ground in Japan. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, they were saving that, and they were doing that secretly while everyone else was focused around the world. 
So they were doing that, and I, I really wanted a scene where it's like the monsters are like destroying the city, and it's like a race against time or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, because if I remember right, the scientists who were in Japan are like close by to the destruction. Yeah. You know, could have been, oh no, they're on our way here or something, and they're like, you know, cut, 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 cutting to the, you know, the destruction, and then kind of they're like trying to, you know, sever the connection yeah. to the, like the mind control. But it's just them doing the mind control. Yeah. And it was pretty pretty cool effects. Like, at one point, the electric cable gets overcharged, and it's just caught on fire. Yeah. And the guy's like, I think it's a little overcharged. It's just <laughs> blazing. Yeah. Like, the effects were so cool. I think I just wanted, like... I think there was, like, a half an hour period where we didn't see any kaijus. Yeah, and... But, yeah, so they find out that the aliens need warm temperatures. If it's cold, they turn into rocks. Yes, they turn into weird slug-looking things. And then the slugs turn into, like, gold rocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They need warm temperatures. Yeah. So they they sever the connection, and all the kaijus are like, huh, we're free now, okay, like, we're, we're, or we're free, and then they get controlled by the good guys. <laughs> it's like, you've seen Being John Malkovich, right? No. You're aware of the concept, though, right? Where they control him. Yeah, you can step into a portal and control John Malkovich. Well, there's a part of the movie where... So, like, near the end, they finally get... After John <laughs> Cusack has gone full bad guy, uh, he he's defeated and kicked out of John Malkovich. And Malkovich is, like, free for a few seconds. He's like, it's over. I'm free. Before the other bigger bad guys, the secret society that are looking to take over Malkovich's mind entirely, mm. before they all take over him again. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like that. <laughs> is being John Malkovich a mecha movie? Huh. Since they're controlling body. <laughs> I would accept that. <laughs> We're gonna so um okay. So yeah, they get temporary freedom for like a minute, and then the good guys are like, now we can control the monsters. Yeah. And uh it leads to this big final showdown, which is like I think the last like 15-ish, 20 Yeah, the monsters are heading to destroy the alien base when uh-oh, the aliens have have a trick King, up there, silly. They have King Ghidorah. And so one, this has led to a question that we had during the movie. Is King Ghidorah just like the rental car of alien <laughs> species? Because he's the he's the sworn protector of alien species for like a different one each movie. He just goes, listen, I'll do whatever you want for 50 bucks, 50 bucks an hour, you know? <laughs> Yeah, just give me 50 bucks and a sandwich, I'll do 50 it. 50 bucks and a sandwich, I'll defend whatever civilization you want. To but yeah, so assault. they... Well, what do you think? I mean, Godzilla's the defender of the Earth, so is yeah. Ghidorah the, the the offender of space? <laughs> like, not only does he defend alien civilizations, he actively helps them take over. <laughs> he's the opposite of Mothra in that he's pro-colonialism. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Ghidorah shows up. Uh, he does not put up any sort of fight. He gets the kick, the shit kicked out of him. He tries his best, but it's so like, oh, you poor kid. He gets thing. his shit kicked out of him by Yangiris. 
Cause it's like it's like seven. It, it is it is a brutal beatdown. And Garrus is my favorite boy, but <laughs> it is a brutal takedown. Cause also, was like it was so funny because I was like, well, only Rodan can really fly because Mothra is in larva form. Maybe Ghidorah can stay in the air. And then he immediately like slay. <laughs> he immediately hits the ground. Like come on, and I'm like, oh no. Also, I think. I. Th- I think Ghidorah dies in this movie. I think he does. I think it's confirmed that he dies in this. Like, like he, we know he's back monster, in future movies. The only monster that gets destroyed is King Ghidorah. Like, because, like, he is body limp. <laughs> no movement at all at the end of the fight. And then we get no wrap-up of what happened. And all the other monsters, we get, like, a little wrap-up montage of them. <laughs> And no Ghidorah whatsoever. It's just I think he fucking died. He just says the family guy fall <laughs> In the final shot. But uh, yeah, so King Ghidorah gets his shit rocked. Yeah. It's really... Like I said, I think it's probably top five action scenes for me in one yeah. of these movies. It's great. It's so good. Like, Kamanga and Mothra are like shooting him with like webs and like... You know, Gorosaurus and Godzilla and Manila, like, all fighting him. It's, like, it's a good, fun fight. Like, a lot. Like, favorite part of the movie. And Garrus is taken out of the fight about halfway through, but... Accidentally reveals the base. And he's the only fighter for the first (laughs) half of the fight. Yeah, he's holding his own. Yeah, he's... I thought... For a second, is this gonna be entirely Angiris's fight? Is he just gonna solo Ghidorah? It was like even when he was like knocked out, I was expecting like a like a fucking uh, South Park moment of Hey Ghidorah, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> I didn't hear no b- bell. <laughs> so they keep fighting, and then one of the coolest things happens. So after Ghidorah gets defeated... Oh, are you talking about Manila's smoke ring af- attack? After... Well, okay. Manila shoots a little, little, little energy ring. It goes pretty, pretty that's impressive That's what turns Ghidorah limp. Yeah, that's pretty impressive rotoscoping because, like, the ring kind of, like, goes down... Yeah, he ring tosses it. Yeah, like, Ghidorah's neck and then, like, pew, it explodes and then, like, he passes. Like, ugh, he goes limp. Yeah. So we think the fighting's over at that point. Yeah. And then we got so fucking hyped... <laughs> When over like a fucking fireball shoots out of space into the sky, fucking lights Rodan on fire. It was so sick because it was immediately after. It's like okay, Rodan. You know, I think Ghidorah is like dead. Oh, the fighting's over, and then we get the shot of Rodan flying around, yeah. and then like this rotoscope like fucking firebird just <laughs> like right over him. And they keep. Re- you thought you had defeated us, but we have the fire dragon. We have the fire dragon, and we're like. And we're like, what the fuck is the fire dragon? New kaiju. New kaiju what? And I was like, this is the perfect time to introduce a new kaiju like that. Yeah. It's like, so far, we know of all of these kaijus. Apparently, Gorosaurus was in a King Kong movie a couple oh. years before, like a year before this. Okay. So, these have all showed up before. So, I was like, holy shit. I'm fucking hyped. Oh, my God. Like, Because yeah. we see this fire dragon. Keep my soul, Roscoe Fire. Like, zoom over Monster Island and just light it on a blaze. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. And I'm like, are these, like, 
like, you know, Ghidorah was the previous big bad in the series, was like, is this guy going to just, like, he's going to probably be a good fight with the rest of them. Yeah, and... He's so powerful. It's... But then the human plot is the is the climactic one, because the astronauts have it chase them, and they lead it up, the Firebird, up into space before cooling it down enough to reveal that it is a UFO. And it just had camouflage on, and I was, we were very disappointed by that. And then they, they shoot out of the sky, it explodes on the ground. And they say, well, the aliens are weak to, to ice, we're going to shoot them with ice rays. Yeah. And then that's kind of, that's the conclusion of the, the that, and then there's just yeah. kind of a final shot, and they're all on Monster Island, just like, woo, we did it! Yeah. We did it! We did it! We did it! Yeah! And then it ends. <laughs> that's yeah. the end of the movie. So, yeah. So then, that's the that's the plot of it. And like I said, it's like, yeah, I think you're right about, there's multiple times they could have, like, they could have done the fun route, and they just didn't. It's, and I think it was a very unwise use of their money, often, because I feel like with, there was so much that they could have, with the same budget done, that they just did not. Yeah. Like, like, I think if they'd scaled back the scope of seven, they... Because Monster Island is already a super cool idea. Oh, yeah. If you stay on Monster Island for the whole movie, mm. you're saving a bunch on setting, and you can do and you can focus your story to be a lot more like Abira. Yeah, where it's like Abira is one of our favorites because it's so focused. It's, it's like, the platonic ideal of what I want from a kaiju film. Pretty much, yeah. Like a that, small cast of characters I actually care about, and a lot of monster. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Or so, even another one that uses that exact uh, <laughs> structure. You're gonna kill me! It's Manila, isn't it? It's Son of Godzilla, Son of yes. Godzilla, yep. Yeah, so, that's our overall stuff with it. But, I, you know, I still think I had a good time, especially in that final fight. Best yeah. part of the movie is, like, the Ghidorah yeah. just getting his shit rocked by yeah. everyone else is great. It was the very satisfying to see Ghidorah get killed. <laughs> yeah. So I want to bring up now, because um, we don't really have a make-it-gritty. or we, I guess it kind of is a make-it-gritty, but a different kind. Yeah. So it's not a make-it-gritty of, oh, we're introducing kaijus that aren't here before. Yeah. Um, I want to introduce a make-it-gritty in this case of how would be really a cool idea if you wanted to, like, remake this kind of movie. Okay. Like, if you want to take these concepts and remake it into something new. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that what you would want to do is, you can pretty much do a lot of the same things here, but just go down the more fun, interesting routes. Okay. Like, yeah. I can imagine something where, we see in the most recent movie that Kong kind of has, like, a, he's in a big dome. Yeah. Like, he's in a big dome, and it's, like, a big forest thing. I can imagine you could start this movie with all of the big kaijus we know are in those domes. Okay. It's like Godzilla's in the dome, King Kong's in the dome, Rodan's in the dome. They're all in the domes. They're just all in that, right? And they're all in the domes. And what happens is they're fighting. You know, they're doing their stuff. They're fighting each other. Or, you know, they're all separate. 
But then same, you know, we have the same basically first act of the movie where they all escape because the aliens invade and they like, you know, take over their brains. They have them attack the world and such. But you could, you know, you could also centralize it to just a place like, you know, they're completely going to flatten Los Angeles, (laughs) all of them. But then what you do that can be super cool is, you know, same thing. Oh, we have a moon base and, you know, what are we going to do with all these kaijus that are attacking? They're being controlled by the aliens, you know, like. I think you would have it at the same setting. Instead of, oh, on the moon is where they're being controlled, but there's also their base on Earth. Yeah. Just have it one place. Where it's like the center of the, you know, the center base is where they're being controlled. You take out the base, the monsters are fine, right? Okay. So I think what they should do, what they should have done with that is a Millie Bobby Brown (laughs) and her friends, (laughs) and her friends she's made along the way in college, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, what do we do about this? How do we do this? And they come across the idea of, you know, a Godzilla's out there, and say the line, Bart, he's hurting people, and, and we don't, don't know why. why. <laughs> take a drink, folks. <laughs> so, the whole thing with that... Oh, we can take a drink. I'll open this second bottle of champagne I bought. Oh, shit. Oh, keep your head down, Brett. That... That cork is popping all over the room. It's just bouncing on the walls. <laughs> oh my god, it hit me in the eye. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, so... I'm bleeding. It's a water... But you can hear the blood pouring in a waterfall from my eye. I need medical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Millie and Bobby are friends. Let's say, you know, there's a moon base, there's space, all that stuff. And they're thinking, shit... We need something. So basically, the monsters are in mind control. They're wrecking, let's say, Los Angeles. The alien base is in the center of L.A. Let's say it's in the basket of deplorables, which is Hollywood. (laughs) It's right there. That's where all the aliens are. So Billy Brown and her friends are like, shit, how are we going to lure all these kaijus away from it? Okay. So I think what they should have done is... uh, Given us a pre-established bad guy. Okay. Could be Ghidorah. Okay. Could be Bailante, Space Godzilla, one of those creatures. And they lure him to Los Angeles. So in a big switcheroo, the bad kaiju is the good kaiju Ooh, okay. in this case. So like I thought I was about this during this movie in the Destroy All Monsters. I was like, the one change they will, I wanted them to make that makes them so much better is don't have Ghidorah be mind controlled. Just kind of like, you know... Just lure him towards the other kaijus and just watch the sparks fly, you know? Yeah. Like, like I feel like with a series like this, it's gone on for this long, I want to see them switch it up a bit with some fun ideas like that. Yeah. Give me, like, you know, the later seasons of a kind of show where it's like, ooh, we're doing a reverse here, you know? So I want to say what that, like, send, uh, you know, let's say Ghidorah's still alive somehow, <laughs> the new Ghidorah, and they just have him out the other kaijus. And as they're fighting each other, it's like, Ghidorah's clearly gonna lose, but like he's enough of a you know he's enough of a distraction that they can get in and turn off the mind control stuff. Okay. Like that's kind of the idea I think of, is how you could like make this movie more fun in a remake sense. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we want to hear my pitch for the big all these monsters in the same movie movie. Yes. Okay. I've written this down. Okay. Five years after the existence of the Titans was revealed to the world, 
Dr. Emma Russell, a paleobiologist working for the time-studying organization Monarch, and her daughter Madison, played by Milford Roberta Brown, yep. witness the birth of a larva called Mothra. Emma calms Mothra using the Orca, a device that can emit frequencies to attract or alter Titan behavior. A group of eco-terrorists, led by former British Army Colonel Alan Jonah, uh, we should have him played by like a classic actor, like a good back, like what, like Charles Stans. We love Game of Thrones. Charles Stans could play him. Attacks the base and abducts Emma and Madison. At the same time, Mothra flees and pupates under a nearby waterfall. Now, uh, Mo Monarch scientist Dr. Ishiro Shirazawa and Dr. Vivian Graham approach former employee Dr. Mark Russell, Emma's ex-husband and Madison's father, to help track them down. Uh, and Dr. Mark Russell, I think we need a real man's man who can also play intelligent. Have you seen Friday Night Lights? I think Kyle Chandler would be a great choice for this role. <laughs> Mark is reluctant at first due to his hatred towards Godzilla, who he blames for the death of his son during the events in San Francisco. But he eventually agrees. You know, a character like that, who blames Godzilla for the death of his son, it, I, I feel like if Godzilla were out there and hurting people, he would know why. But... <laughs> 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 Monarch team follows Godzilla to Antarctica, where Jonah plans to free a three-headed titan codenamed Monster Zero. Emma frees and awakens Monster Zero, who battles Godzilla, devours Graham, and escapes. Now, I'm thinking, you know what Monster Zero should be? You know what? What if it's Ghidorah? What if no, it's Ghidorah? You're too out there. You're too out there, dude. No you're right, way. you're right, you're right. I amend my pitch. It's Angiris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big final showdown. From a monarch bunker in Boston, Emma contacts Mark Monarch and argues that the Titans must be awakened to heal the Earth from the damages that humans have caused. Emma awakens Rodan in Mexico, and Monarch and the Monarch team lures it towards Monster Zero. <laughs> Love the idea of Rodan taking a like a Mexican vacation. Like he's in a sombrero he bought from a stall when he got off the cruise ship. Chilling on the beach. After Rodan is defeated, Godzilla ambushes Angiris and severs his left horn. <laughs> During the fight, the US Navy launches a prototype weapon. Here, we could bring older Godzilla okay. lore here. Okay, like what? Let's what? bring the Oxygen Destroyer back. What? Okay, alright, alrighty. Interesting. And this seemingly will kill Godzilla. But really? Angiris, unaffected, regrows his lost horn and awakens all the other dormant titans worldwide. With Rodan submitting to his rule, as a result... Milford Roberta Brown's gonna disown her mom, Emma. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, okay, this is a very long Wikipedia entry. <laughs> uh, I, thought you, I thought you wrote that down. <laughs> I did, I just wrote it in Wikipedia entry form. Oh, but yeah, so then, you know, Boston gets destroyed, Godzilla's uh, saved, uh, and Milford Roberta Brown goes on to win the hearts and minds of the, U of the United States of America. 
as both Madison and Enola Holmes. Also, in all the time we've been doing this show and referencing Millie Bobby Brown's character every episode, <laughs> yes. did you know her name was Madison in the Godzilla movies? No comment, no comment. <laughs> I, Brandon of the Podzilla po- King of the Cashers podcast, refuse to comment on such notions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay, so let's tell so that, that was pretty that was a pretty crazy idea, Noel. I don't think they'd ever make that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't watch that. Uh, at a uh, double feature with Dark Phoenix in a drive-thru uh, in the summer before my senior year of college. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't happen. That would be too crazy. I, it would not be how my friends and I celebrated me losing my virginity. I'll tell you that. That would not <laughs> be a thing that happened. That would not be. No way. <laughs> Not there for the record. <laughs> <laughs> this was post game. This was post game. <laughs> no, was that during? I will judge you quite harshly about either. Is it during Dark Phoenix or is it during King of the Monsters? Well, when you got Sam and now like me, it can start during one and during another. <laughs> well, we could. <laughs> All right, on that note, folks. <laughs> what are we doing next week, Brandon? So next week, we're going... It's going to be kind of fun because we're doing both these on the same day. Um, we're going to talk about pretty much what's just the same movie. Uh, we're going to talk about Godzilla All Monsters Attack. Considered the worst of the show The Harris. worst, because if I remember right, it's pretty much almost all reused footage. Yeah. Especially from this one. So that's going to be quite an interesting time because we've just seen this. Yeah. So we're going to be able to point out a lot of those reused shots. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week for what many consider the the end of the golden age of the Showa era of Godzilla. Woo. So see you then. See you next time, baby. Woo.